Sada <laughs> 
if you don't know Barakos where it is, Shadabaha. that is the one on Ibi the left of where you input your message. Just click on it and share. I receive the capacity to receive my answers tonight in the name of Jesus. I receive that capacity to receive my answers tonight in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Pray and tell God that I receive the capacity to receive my answers. I have the capacity to receive my answers. I am living here with my answers. I am living here with my 
in the name of Jesus and so father we thank you and we bless you give you all the praise all the glory for tonight thank you oh God for this time that we have met together we thank you God that we are even in the moment of our answers we pray that oh God you let answers wait tonight we pray that none of us will live here without his or her answers we pray that we let the floodgate of heaven be opened unto us let there be releases of our answers tonight let there be releases of our answers tonight we give you all the praise we know that by the time we live here our answers will be in our hands we glorify your name mighty father in the name of jesus Amen. So, we are all welcome to tonight's prayer intense. Please, if you are here and can hear me, let me know you can hear me. Please let me know you can hear me. And also share the link and invite someone. Invite your friends, invite your family, invite your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your exes. Invite everybody. Please let me know if you can hear me. And also, one thing you have to understand is that in order to receive in a meeting like this, you have to be interactive. You have to be involved. You have to be involved. You don't have to be dormant. If you become dormant, the devil takes away your focus and you lose a lot of things that you are supposed to receive. So tonight, I don't want you to be dormant. I want you to be interactive. Type something. 
type some emojis let us know that you are there let us know that this right book amen okay so tonight is our moment of answers we are dealing with our moment of answers 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 okay so please let's open to Luke chapter 11 verses 9 Luke chapter 11 verses 9 so hopefully please can you paste it for me Today, God is ready to answer some of us. God is ready to answer some of us. God is ready to answer all of us. If only you place your order. 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 So thank you also, Philips. Luke chapter 11, verses 9. 9 to 10. Can you please add the 10? 9 to 10. And I read. And I say unto you. And I say unto you. Before we do anything he said and i say unto you ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened now jesus christ was as usual teaching and in the teaching, as he went about teaching, as he went along teaching, in one of his teachings, he said, and I say unto you. So he had already spoken about other things. He was already talking about other things. But he, when he got to verses 9, he said, and I say unto you. What does it mean if Jesus says, and I say unto you? We realize that on the mount when Jesus was preaching about the Beatitudes, there are some things he will say that, for instance, the law said, Don't commit adultery, but I say unto you, if you look at a woman even twice, you have committed adultery with her in your heart. But I say unto you, and we see here that Jesus also said, And I say unto you. Now, what is the meaning of end? I say unto you. And I say unto you means probably there have been other voices. Probably other voices have already spoken. Probably you have heard other voices. But I say unto you. It doesn't matter the voice you have heard. It doesn't matter the voice you have heard. But today I say unto you, 
so it means that whatever comes after that i say unto you is the only thing that shall stand that shall stand that shall stand the only thing i am about to say is what matters everything is bogus please let's be interactive let me know whether you can hear me if you are not interactive i'll not know whether i am being heard or not it is your responses that will let me know that i am being heard it is your responses that will let me know that you are around so please be interactive be active let us know that you are around thank you so i was saying that i say unto you means probably other voices have come other voices have been heard other voices have spoken but none of the voices matter because now i say unto you so jesus christ will say you have heard of the old that do this and do that but today i say unto you so it doesn't matter what have been said so many years it doesn't matter what has been said so many years it doesn't matter the voice you have heard so many so many years what matters now is that i say unto you i say unto you i say unto you now what does i say unto you means i say unto you means whatever i shall tell you is the only thing that can stand apart from that everything is a sinking sand apart from that every voice every word is a sinking sand what i am about to say is the only thing that will stand what does it mean to say i say unto you i say unto you means what i am about to tell you is the only truth other voices concerning what i have said is false no matter who it came from no matter who it came from what i am telling you it should be the only truth it doesn't matter who has told you what it doesn't matter why someone has told you what what i am about to say is the truth and every other thing in the presence of the truth every other thing concerning the matter is a lie thank you holy ghost in the presence of the truth every other thing concerning the matter is a lie so i say unto you what i am about to say is the truth every other thing is a lie no matter who it is coming from what does it mean to say i say unto you to say i say unto you actually depicts or represents authority behind what is about to come the authority behind that voice i mean jesus christ said you have you have heard of the old you have heard that the lord says this but i jesus i say unto you 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. You see, the Israelites, when Jesus Christ was teaching and the Israelites heard it, the Bible said that the Israelites said, This man does not teach like the scribes. He teaches like someone who has authority. So to say, I say unto you, actually represents the authority behind the word that is coming. The authority behind the voice that is coming. The authority behind the voice that is coming. That means whatever he is saying, he actually knows what he is saying. And that whatever he's about to say is the only thing and he has authority to do whatever he's about to say. He has authority to do whatever he's about to say. What does it mean to say, I say unto you? It means that whatever Jesus Christ is about to say is actually vetted and approved by all forces, both existing and not existing. It is approved by all things, both living things, non-living things, all forces whether existent or not existent whatever he's about to say has been vetted and approved so he says i say unto you that means no one can counter what i am saying because what i am saying is the truth you see the truth is the truth wherever it goes whether it finds itself under the sea it is the truth if it finds itself on water, it is the truth. If it finds itself in the earth, it is the truth. If it finds itself in the heavens, it is the truth. The truth never stops being the truth. So I say unto you, so you see, the person that through him all things were made is saying that I say unto you. That means whatever I am about to say, I myself has given it permission to happen. So it has been approved by nature. It has been approved by everything. It has been approved by the self-existent God. I say unto you. I say unto you. I say unto you. You see, anytime Jesus Christ says, I say unto you, eh? You have to really take it serious. I say unto you, I am the one saying it. So do it. I am the one saying it. So it must happen. I say unto you. I say unto you. I say unto you. I say unto you. you. So I say unto you, ask. And it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened unto you now when you look at this statement jesus christ separates them with semicolon now those of us who are english scholars we know that semicolons divides independent two two or three independent clauses 
that are closely related but they are not the same they are closely related so jesus christ says and i say unto you come ask and it will be given you semicolon seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth semicolon and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened unto you now there's a reason why jesus christ used ask seek and knock the three are not the same 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 it means that there are some things it means that it is not everything you ask it is not everything you seek it is not everything you knock it means that the things that have to be asked cannot be seeked the things that has to be seen cannot be knocked or asked the things that have to be knocked cannot be asked or seen you do not ask everything if if asking covers everything jesus christ would not have mentioned seek and knock If seeking covers everything, Jesus Christ will not have asked to knock and ask. If knocking covers everything, Jesus Christ will not have asked to seek and ask. Are you with me? It means if a thing is something that needs to be seeked or sought, and you ask there is nothing you get from it if there is something that you have to knock and you seek my brother my sister you are wasting time if that thing is a door that needs to be knocked and you are there you are asking father i ask this i ask this you are wasting your time that is why jesus christ said ask and it shall be given unto you seek and you will find knock and it shall be open unto you. Jesus Christ did not say ask or seek or knock. He, he actually separated them with semicolons. That means they are independent, yet they are closely related. Yet they are closely related. Yet they are closely related. You see, the Bible, the, the Greek word. Or the Greek meaning for ask is call for or require or place an order. Place an order. Place an order. Anytime there's a requirement or call for or something is called for, it means that thing has become a necessity that is needed for something to happen. So those are the things you ask. It has become a necessity. It has become something that you you must get for something to happen so those are the things you ask now when you look at the Greek meaning of seek or the the Greek meaning of seek it, it, it is a Hebrew ideal or a Hebraism as, as the scholars will call it and in this Hebraism it means to worship God 
Seeking. Seeking. It means it to worship God. That's the Hebrew idiom. To worship God. That means when it comes to seeking, we seek the things about God. We seek God. We, do, we, we don't knock on God. Thank you, Jesus. We don't knock on God. We seek God. You see, when it comes to asking, Jesus Christ said, ask and you shall receive. That means there is a giver and there is a receiver. When it comes to knocking, Jesus Christ said, knock and it will be open. Which means there is someone who knocks and there is someone who opens the door. But when it comes to seeking, the Bible says, seek and you will find. So in seeking, no one provides. In seeking, you find. In seeking, you obtain. In seeking, you perceive. In seeking, you get to know. In seeking, you don't receive. Oh, Jesus. In seeking, you don't receive. In seeking, you don't require. In seeking, you don't knock. In seeking, you find. That's why he says, seek and you will find. You will find. That means it is there. It has already been displayed. All you have to do is seek. Are you asking what you are supposed to seek? Some of us are here. We always say, God, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Instead of us seeking, we are rather asking to know God more. That is a wrong prayer. Because when it comes to the worship of God, when it comes to God, we seek, we don't ask. Father, I want to know you more. I want to know more about your grace. I want to know more about this. I want to know more about that. Show me this. I ask. Is it? Funny enough, we are all corporate of this. Father, I ask that I know you more. I ask that I know you more. I ask that you show me more of you. That is a wrong prayer at all. What you have to do is sit your buttons down and seek, seek, seek. And when you seek, you will find. God will not give it to you. You yourself, you will find it. And you will come and say, I have found the truth. I have found the truth. He don't receive truth. I have truth. Because Jesus Christ said, I am the truth and the life. No one cometh to the Father except through me. That means for you to get to know truth, you must find it because the truth is God. You are sitting there waiting for God to come and put in your mind. E. When it comes to God, when it comes to the worship of God, when it comes to manifesting God, when it comes to learning about God, when it comes to who God is, what God is, we seek. That is why the Bible said, that he has 
in, in, in his wisdom, he has displayed himself in his creation. Everything talks about you such that you have no excuse. So it's like everything around us requires you to seek him. You have no excuse to say that he, 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 he is not there. Because the things around you actually requires you to seek him. When it comes to his will, we seek him. When it comes to his purpose, we seek him. When it comes to the destiny he has given you, we seek. Father, I want to know your will. I want to know your purpose. You are sitting there. You are just opening your mouth. I want to know your will. I want to know your purpose. I want to know what you want me to do. You want God to come and sit in front, you sit you down in an interview or an interactive manner to tell you, my daughter, my son, this is what I want you to do for me. This is how I want you to go about this. If you don't seek, you'll not find it. Because it is about God. Somebody say, tonight, Father, I seek your will. I seek your purpose. I seek the destiny you have given me. I seek, I seek, I seek, I seek your will. I seek your will, I seek your purpose. Somebody, have you sat down? Have you sought the will of God for your life? Or you are waiting for God to come and tell you? You are, you are waiting to receive the will of God for your life. How is that possible? You are waiting to receive the will of God for your life. How? Have mercy, Lord. You are waiting to receive the purpose of God for your life. E. So until you receive, it means that purpose is not coming to pass. My dear, you you obeyed it. One hundred and eight. You will still be waiting to receive because you do not receive what you seek. You find. You find. Somebody tell your neighbor, I am about, I am seeking the will of God for my life. I am seeking the purpose of God for my life. And I know that when I seek, I will find. Thank you, Jesus. When I seek, I'll find. When I seek, I'll find. Now, one thing you should also notice is that when Jesus Christ was talking, he said, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Do you realize that Jesus Christ did not place a time frame between the asking and the receiving, between the seeking and the finding, between the knocking and the opening. That means if you ask, and you have not received, you don't stop asking. Because Jesus Christ did not say, ask and you shall receive immediately. Jesus Christ did not say, ask and you shall receive 10 minutes later. 
knock and the door will be open to you two hours later seek and in about three days you will find there is no time frame there are no yes there are no days there is no hour there is no uh, a minute there is no second there is no time frame some of us you ask for two days three days if you have not received you you you, you start to complain why are you doing this to me god why why me who should god do it to <laughs> oh lord have mercy there is no time frame between asking and receiving there is no time frame between finding and seeking and finding there's no time frame between knocking and the door opening so somebody you don't stop asking when you have not received you don't stop seeking when you have not found you don't stop knocking when the door is not open that is a lot of that's the mistakes a lot of us do we start very well we start asking with enthusiasm we start asking with hope we start asking with trust we start asking with belief we start asking with faith but along the way when we see that the results are not coming we start to curse god we start to complain to god we start to tell god that why are you doing this to me why have sorry why have i not received what i'm asking you have said in your word that when i ask you i will receive it is true he has said it when i ask you receive but god did not say when i ask in three days i'll receive you are wrong you don't read your scripture if you are why would you why would you even stop asking when you have not received Let me ask you a question. You see, in the presence of this COVID, eh, when those the, those of us who went to school during this COVID time, you see, forms were sold out around January to maybe April. And under my circumstance, school was supposed to be reopened in about um, August, September. Somewhere, somewhere, we went to school. Um, they, they went to school in January. That is the next year. Now, are you going to tell me that because the admission list did not come out in 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 in, in maybe August or September, you stopped waiting for the admission list. You stopped waiting for the admission. So you were just there. You gave up. You won't go to school. Me book careful. Me go school bill. Because I'm one person. Me back school. I'm wasting my time. I'm only missing Is that what you were doing? You sat patiently and waited for that admission until you were told to go to school in January. But you are praying to God and asking God for something. That thing is not coming. But now you are insulting God. You are complaining to God. God, why? Even admission, you waited for man to call you to come to school. But when it comes to God, who knows timing, who knows the right time, who knows the right place, you give up. God is not that he should lie. Neither is he a son of man that he should repent. You don't have to stop knocking that door. 
So, for instance, you add mission back. You have received your. Let's say you are you are going. You have received admission abroad. You have received scholarship, classes. You have done your visa. A car with plane ticket. Your plane ticket is is about ten thousand. You don't have anyone to go to. By the grace of God, someone has showed you a man you should go to. So that the man, or say, if you go to the man, the man will actually give you the money. No matter what. That's a what command if you that's a you are you are knocking the door. That's a, the door is not being opened. Will you leave? You knock the door three times because there was no response. Are you going to leave? I tell you, even manly things like this, eh, you will sleep at the door of the man. Because hey, man in your scholarship to go to school in US Uncle. Person reading medicine, a whole Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University, amount scholarship free with stipends and everything. A car with plane ticket. You have been shown a man to go to. One knocking, I said the man has not opened that. You are leaving. Will you leave? You won't. But when it comes to God, we easily leave. And we make God appear wicked. But he is not a wicked God too. He's not a wicked God. Because if he said, even if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more your father in heaven? How much more? You are ready to stay at that man's door. You are ready to stay at that minister's door. You are ready to stay there until he comes out to see you and give you that 10,000 for your plane ticket. You are not ready to stay in the presence of God to keep on asking until you receive. You are not ready to stay in the presence of God to keep on knocking until the door is open. You are there, you are rambling, you are complaining, you are doing all sorts of things because of selfish ambitions. Thank you, Papa. Yeah, but some, they, they will fetch water for you. <laughs> you eat and drink there until you are, you are attended to. You are not leaving. But when it comes to God, we easily leave. When it comes to God, we easily complain. Now we make God appear so wicked that when we ask things, He does not give us. But did you keep on asking? Did you keep on seeking? You see, eh? Jesus Christ said, it is he that seeketh who findeth to. So if you seek and you stop, it could be that the, 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 the number of seeking you have done, according to God, it is not seeking. There is no measure of the seeking. There is no time frame between that. So until you find, you, you don't stop. Have you started the project work and stopped at chapter three before if you go your, your supervisor will knock your head you get you get f9 f9 you come and do it again you see when i when i was in when i was in the university. I had I had a very tough supervisor. Okay, my my supervisor was very tough. He was someone 
he cannot talk to you without insulting you. It's like he cannot talk to you without making you without making you feel <laughs> you are good for nothing. So he actually gave us to one of his master students. He said we are not correct, so he cannot he, he cannot supervise us. So it was that that person that supervised us. It was that person who supervised us. If you go and show your work to this man, what this man will do to you? you <laughs> when you go home, you stop the project. Last time, eh, he insulted one of my project mates. He nearly hit the man. It was that bad. We were in his office. He was so angry that he nearly hit the man. But at the end of it all, the man gave us a... So, if we had stopped along the way and we had said that this man is too harsh, this man is this, this man is that, we would never have received the result we did. Because other people had C's in project work. Research, it's not easy. If you get C, it, it can push you from one class to another class. But we stood with this man. We received all his insults, whatever he did to us. Even me myself, I got bored. I was his, <laughs> I was his project team leader. One day, this man insulted me. Ah! I got bored. I told them that I have resigned. I will not be the leader again. From that day, truly, truly, I resigned. I never called the man again. I never went to him on behalf of the team. So until you receive what you are asking, you don't give up. Is somebody ready to ask something tonight from God? Is somebody ready to persist in asking, to persist in seeking, to persist in knocking on the doors so that if it is not opened, then I am not living. If I do not find it, I am not living. If I have not received, I am not living. Thank you, Jesus. You see, doors actually serve as a portal of entry into another side. Doors serve as a portal of entry into another side. Anytime a door is open, you move from one place to another place. If you go through a door or an opening, let me say an opening, the Bible did not specify. If you go through an opening, you, you go to another side. You, you don't stand at where you are. So usually an opening, or let me use door to represent all of them, is a portal of entry into another side. So God, in his infinite wisdom, has placed doors in our lives. God, in his infinite wisdom, opens doors. He opens us because even Paul himself said that when I was in trials, God opened a door of opportunity for me. That means there are doors in our lives. It also says in Acts that God opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So there are doors. There are doors. Somebody said there are doors. There are doors. There are doors. There are doors. I told you that it's not everything we ask, it's not everything we seek, it's not everything we find. So usually doors 
portals of entry into another level in your destiny or into another level of what God has purpose in your life. So usually, God places doors. For instance, the door of marriage. It could be that in your destiny, the door of marriage is supposed to open you up into the fullness of your ministry. It could be that the door of education is supposed to be a portal of entry into your ministry into what has what god has commissioned you to do so until those doors are opened you will still be where you are until those doors are open you will still be where you are okay that there are there are times for these doors to be opened so God places them in our lives and when it is time for it to be opened when you are ready you knock on the door and it will be opened that is why God makes you this year that is why you seek his purpose and his will when you know his will and his purpose you are actually going to know the doors that he has placed in your life when you get to know the doors that he has placed in your life you get to know the right time these doors are supposed to be open when you get to know the right times these doors are supposed to be open when you get there you knock the doors are not supposed to be open at any time no 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 Yes, the doors are there, but there is a right time these doors are opened. There's a right time these doors are opened. There's a right time these doors are opened. You see, in First Corinthians chapter 16, verses 9, Paul said, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. So at that time, that was the door that was opened unto him. He also says in Second Corinthians chapter twelve that furthermore, when I came to trust to preach Christ's gospel, a door was opened unto me. So at that time of Paul's presence in trust, that was the time that door was supposed to be opened. So God opened that door for him. There are right times doors are open. You don't open the doors of God in your life anyhow. You don't open it anyhow. You see, one thing that God was speaking to me about this evening was that a lot of us, eh, because we know, for instance, God has told me this is what I am supposed to become, because we know the doors in our lives we tend to open them ourselves we rush to open them ourselves even when it is not time when you open your door before the right time it can be shut you see let's read something in revelation chapter 3 verses 7 so Philip, please please for me. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7.
Bible says that, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? This thing said, He that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that opened and no man shut it, and shut it and no man opened it. That means there are people who can open doors, but those people, when they open it, those same doors can be shut. Are you with me? There are people who can open doors. Some people can open doors. But those people, when those doors are open, those doors can be shut. Not could be shut. This this one is not a possibility. It is a surety. It can be shut. But when it comes to Jesus, He's the only person who opens a door that can never be shut. And when he shut a door, it can never be opened. So some of us, we see the door, we see the door before us. You see, even when it is time for the door to be opened, eh, and you open it yourself, it can be shut. Because you do not have the key of David. A lot of times we, we, we find ourselves opening our own doors. God has told you you, you are going to the university. God has told you you are going to UCC to study this. Instead of you knocking on the door because it is right time. Knocking on the door for God to open. You try to open. In fact, you don't try. You open the door yourself. That is why when you go there in your first semester, instead of you getting A's, you'll be getting C's. You'll be getting this. By the time you realize you have been sacked and you'll be home, that door has been shut. Oh, Jesus. If you open the door yourself, it can be shut, oh, madam. Even when the devil opens it for you, the devil himself will shut it. <laughs> oh God. You see, when you open, for instance, God has said that you are going to you will go to the university in 2022. Now, when it got there, instead of you knocking for God to, to open for you with dubious means, you open the work of work of a master key or some that matches you see you can use a match to, to open uh, a door you have used dubious means to open that door you see the devil knows that if that door is open it will actually bring chaos to his camp now here is the case that it is not the man who holds the keys to david that opened your door so it is liable for it to be shut now when the devil sees it he will see it as that door that god placed in your life has finally been opened but because it was not god that will open for you the devil will shut it sister brother the devil will shut it. you will see that you are a shakor everybody knows you to be a shark everybody knows you to be very intelligent but somewhere somehow you are getting this you are getting is you don't know where they are coming from you study and when you go there you write nonsense And the result will come, you open your portal and it's a bomb. If somebody sees your portal, the person will collapse. You will not even cross level 100. Pa, you are home. 
Your door will be shut, sister, if you open it. It doesn't matter whether you are in the right timing or not. You have no business or responsibility opening your door. You have no business in opening your door. It is not your responsibility to open the door. Your responsibility is to knock. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It is not your responsibility to go and look for Master Key. It is not your responsibility to go and look for someone who can open padlocks. Your responsibility is to knock. Because there is somebody in there, when you knock, that person will open. And when that person opens that door, that door can never be shut. You see, when you read Revelation, eh? the Bible said, He that opened it, and no man shut it. A lot of, a lot of times, people will be thinking that the man there is actually human beings. No. The man there is actually everything. He says, in general, nothing never everything nothing i mean nothing never that's what the bible used the greek meaning nothing never whether a living thing or non-living thing whether a force a principality a human being a man a woman whatever whoever you are it is it, it cannot be opened by anything nothing when he said nothing, he also added never. <laughs> ah, so there is no possibility, no possibility, not even one over one trillion. Nothing, nothing, my brother, my sister, nothing can open a door that has been opened by Jesus. Hey, sorry, nothing can shut a door that has been opened by Jesus. Nothing can open a door that has been shut by Jesus. But everything can open a door that has been shut by a man. Everything can shut a door that has been opened by somebody apart from the Son of God. That one, everything, everything can shut it. Even a tree can shut it. Even your friend can shut that door. Your mother can shut that door. Your father can shut that door. Your sister can shut that door. That enemy of yours can shut that door. That, that brother can shut that door. Everything can shut that door, including humans, animals, spirit, forces. They cannot shut it. And when it's shut, you have no right to complain. Because it was opened by an illegal person you have no right to complain about a, 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 a watch that has been stolen from you that you stole you have no right you steal a watch somebody steals it you are bought who call for tell my police and didn't you steal the watch As for you, when they stole it from you, you are bursting. You are like you are bursting. You have gone to steal somebody's Rolex, a watch that is worth about ten thousand dollars. Somebody has stolen it from you. You are crying, my brother. Sit down and relax. 
you have no responsibility opening your door. Mm -hmm. oh. You have no responsibility. It is not your business whether the lock will be open, eh, whether the lock will be broken for it to be open, or whether the person inside will use a machine. Whatever the person does is not your problem. Your responsibility is to knock. When it is open, you don't even ask. You just you just enter. Because you know that when you knock, the door will be opened by the one who holds the keys of David. It is not possible for you to knock and the door to be opened by another. It's not possible. Because the person who told you to knock is the person that is standing behind that door that is holding that keys. So when you knock, it is the person that will hear. It is not somebody who is outside the house that will hear that you are knocking. Do you know that a bell, a, a bell on a door do you know that that door, that bell is not heard outside the house? It is heard inside the house. When you ring on somebody's doorbell, when you are outside, eh, you are not the one who hears the door ring. You are not the one who hears the bell ring. It is the person inside that hears and knows that somebody is outside knocking. So the bell is actually um functioned and directed to the ears of the one inside not the ears of the one outside so when you knock it is not somebody outside who will come and open the door it is actually the man in there that will come and open the door and when he opens that door i tell you no one can shut that door when he closes that door, no one can open that door. So why do you, why do you worry yourself looking for someone to come and open the door? That must be opened by God. Somebody you are in school, God has told you that this school that you have come, I am with you. I, you will definitely finish. Then you get to tough times where you are facing academic problems and you start going into lectures for, for, for maths. What is wrong with you? Have you forgotten that God said, I am with you? Have you forgotten that he said he will walk with you throughout everything? Have you forgotten that he said you will graduate with a first class? So if you are seeing yourself in second class lower, why don't you go to the person, knock on the door and let that person open the door for first class for you. But instead, you go and look for a lecturer to come and open that door. That door will be shut. That, that door will be shut somebody you are here all that you have been doing in your life is, is trying to open your own doors trying to open your own doors trying to do everything yourself trying to looking for people to open your doors it is time for you to stop if you don't stop every door that is open for you will be shut no matter who you are 
you are here god is saying he's going to give you that marriage god is saying he's going to give you that perfect man god is saying he's going to bring in your way a man of god you are here somebody comes in your life because that person has money you are doing everything in your power to be with that person you get married and you enter and you realize that no the person you have married is different from the person you saw he will start beating you even when you are going to church you he's not allowing that is where you know that when you open your door that door can be shut two years three years your bags will be in your mother's house because you opened your own door Because you open your own door. Because the man God brought in your way did not have. He said he's not your class. He's not, he, he's not your type. He's not tall. He's not handsome. He does not have six packs. He does not have G-Wagon. There is another person who has everything you look for in a man. And he is also worthy on top. That one cried it. You have gone for a hammer and a, a, a chisel to come and even break that. that, that. <laughs> oh, Jesus, have mercy. <sighs> to come and break the door. You even broke the door. <laughs> you broke the door and you entered. You broke the door and you placed it somewhere. The same way you broke the door, that's the same way you returned to your mother's house. Don't try to open your door. That is the message for us tonight. Don't open your door yourself. Don't go and look for helpers to help you open your door. The opening of doors is not for you. You see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ now holds the keys to death and Hades. When it came to salvation, you 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 completely submitted. But when it came to your marriage, you said no. This one, I want to hold my own keys to the door of my marriage. So I'll open it myself. What is wrong with us? Why are you trying to open your door? Why are you trying to open your door, somebody? Why have we that? Why? 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 If you are fond of opening your own doors, my brother, my sister, it must stop today. Today, today, it must stop it. It must stop. It must stop. Stop it, though. Otherwise, or if the if the devil is angry, he will close all these doors. You will come to point zero and you will start blaming God. Keep on knocking. Even if it's 10 years, knock. After all, God didn't tell you that if you knock, I'll open it after two days. God did not tell you that I'll open it after two hours. Some of us, we don't have patience at all. God has told you you are being married. You are 28. You are already forcing yourself on men. 
28 28 oh when any, any man comes in your life you want to sleep with a person so that it will be like the, the, the person must marry you by force 28 and then when you are 35 36 yeah hey you catch men to come and marry you <laughs> we are dead. My father, my sister, stop opening your doors. Enough is enough. You dear, you did not know that you are not supposed to open your door. God has helped you. God is a God of second chances. Just go go on with it. Go on with your life. But stop opening your doors. The only thing you should keep in mind that that door can be shut at any time. At any time, anywhere, any place, by anybody. Even by your husband. Oh, Jesus. A door that God did not open can be shut by your husband. Can be shut by your child. Tonight we are going to pray. Somebody tell your neighbor, tonight we are going to pray. <laughs> we are going to pray. If you have opened some doors that you were not supposed to open, those doors are, are liable to be shut. You see, in, in the book of um, Second. First um, Corinthians chapter 16 verses 9 Paul said for a great door and effectual is open unto me and there were many adversaries somebody say adversaries 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 there were many adversaries For a great door, for a great door was opened, and there were many adversaries. A great door, a great door, a great door. There were many adversaries. Even Paul, that the door was opened by God, had adversaries. How much more a door you opened? We are going to pray. A great door that was opened by God for a whole poor. There were adversaries. If somebody, God has opened your door. You are sitting there. You have crossed your legs. You are sitting there. You are, you are, you are sitting there. And I will help. If you don't stand up and pray, the adversaries that will come your way, you know that yes. We are coming to pray. Somebody tell somebody, we are coming to pray. Shalabadakata. Talabadakata.
God has opened that door of marriage for you. But you are seeing a lot of adversaries. That marriage has come, but there is no child. That marriage has come. If but there are problems everywhere. Today you are fighting. Tomorrow you are fighting. Today you are doing this. Tomorrow you are doing that. There are lots of conflict in your marriage. But God opened that door for you. But the devil has raised a lot of adversaries. What are you doing? Go back to the one who holds the key of David. Go back to the one that opened the door for you. Because he says that if that door is open, no one can shut. That means that door cannot be shut. But it is possible that adversaries can be raised. Are you with me? God did not say that when the door is open, the road will be a quota. He did not say that. He did not say that when the door is open, what you come and meet is quota to the end. That means if the devil cannot shut that door, it is possible. He will raise potholes on the road. The atmosphere is charged, somebody. If you have opened your old doors tonight, today we are going to pray for mercy. And if God has opened the door for you and there are a lot of adversaries today, we are going to pray. That father, these adversaries at home. Somebody open your mouth, speak in the language of the spirit. Begin to speak in the language of the spirit. Now begin to speak in the language of the spirit. Kalava shed the lake of Kasolo Krat. Reka pa shed the Kados Katata de Braduasa. Rekapa <laughs> <laughs> 
in the name of Jesus we are lifting up prayer and we are telling God that if by any chance we have opened doors that we were not supposed to open in our in our lives we are praying for the message of God to beseech us that we have known that today these doors can be shut at any time at any place by any person and so we are praying and we beseech the message of God we pray that Lord have mercy on us we are sorry that we open these doors those doors have been opened anyways or oh, we pray for his mercy have mercy on us oh Lord open your mouth and pray open your mouth and pray open your mouth and pray open your mouth and pray, your mouth and pray. that Oh God, have mercy on me for any dog I have opened by myself. Have mercy on me for any dog I have opened by myself. Ragadashandayata, the Vashandayata, 
you see one thing that you have to understand is that one thing god hates is pride the bible says that pride goes before be, be, before for the, the lord humbles the proud and gives grace to the humble uh, gives grace to the humble the lord brings it, it god lowers the proud you are here god is telling you that there are some doors god is ministering to your heart that there are some doors you have opened you were not supposed to be they were not supposed to be opened by you there are some doors you have opened you have no business opening it you have had in your heart you have swallowed that pride in your heart so much that you are even being proud to to ask for the mercy of god let me tell you something if you are proud you will never receive anything from god if you are proud you will never receive anything from god you are here you have had in your heart i don't really know who god is speaking to i don't know who this is for but you are here upon all the messages you have heard upon all that god has told you you are still hiding your heart and said no this door it was god don't give it to me God himself is ministering to your heart that no, my dear, this door you opened, I wasn't the one. And because of that, it is subjected to, to, to be shut. And you are here, you are saying, no, God, you are the one who opened the door. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You better, you better change your heart. We don't take a heart full of pride to God. I pray that God heals our hearts tonight. If you are here and you have you have hardened in your heart, you don't want to accept that this door that is open unto you, you are the one who opened it yourself. You are there doing, doing yourself. They don't soften your heart and ask for the mercy of God. You'll be dead. The door will come crashing on you. That's when you know that yes, indeed, it was God. It wasn't God that opened that door. I don't know who this message is for. But set your heart right before God. Tonight, set your heart right before God. Don't, don't, don't be proud. After all, what? We are not praying that God should shut the doors that we have opened ourselves. We are only praying for the mercy of God. So why have you swore that pride in your heart? I pray God heals our hearts tonight. We are still praying for the mercies of God. One more time. That God, I have opened doors that were not supposed to open. Have mercy on me. 
Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Have mercy on me. Rekapala 
Now, Lord saying that I don't know who this is for, but you have opened doors in your life. Yes, you have opened the doors in your life. In some way, somehow, some of the doors have been closed. Possibly, maybe all the doors have been closed, all the doors have come closing on you, crashing on you. The Lord is saying that you don't have to work. You don't have to despair. The only thing you have to do is this time around knock. This time around you have to knock. This time around knock. Don't really beat yourself up about closed doors, about doors that were open that have been shut. You don't really have to bother yourself about it. I know it is not easy. But now that they have been closed or shut, in opening, you have to knock. You have to knock. I don't really know whether this is for all of us or for some of us. But you don't, don't cry on the closed doors. Don't cry on the deeds. Don't cry on the doors that will be closed because you forcefully opened it or because the wrong person opened it. What you have to do now is knock. Because when you knock, the right person will open the door. It will be open the gate. Because, you see, since it was not the right person that opened the door, it can be shut. And when it's, it is shut, it can be opened again. Either by the wrong person again or by the right person this time. So this time around, don't open the door yourself. Don't let the wrong person open the door for you. This time around, the Lord is saying, knock. And he will open it. Knock and he will open it. Please, can you hear me? Please, if you can hear me, let me know that you can hear me. Please let me know that you can hear me. Okay, so I was saying that there's a word for somebody here, or probably for all of us, that there are doors that have been shut in your life. It appears that all, all is over. The Lord says, the reason why those doors were shut because initially they were open. The reason why those doors were shut is because the doors were opened by the wrong people, by the wrong hands, by the wrong key. 
so it appears that all has come to an end it appears that everything is over for you the lord says i should tell you that everything is not over because the door that was opened by the wrong person can be closed or shut by the wrong person or by the right person and it can also be opened again but this time around when it is being opened it has to be opened by the right person it has to be opened by the right key so don't cry over the spilled means don't cry over the shut doors just rise up go on your knees pray and knock on those doors one more time because those doors are doors that god placed in your life which means he still has the keys the perfect keys to open that doors no matter who has shut it this time because he's the right person so all you have to do is knock just keep on knocking this time around don't go before god don't run before god don't go beyond god don't let someone open your door for you it is not your responsibility just knock just knock so we are lifting up our second prayer we are praying and we are telling god that you see when i was talking i said something that there is no time frame between knocking and opening there's no time frame between asking and receiving there's no time frame between seeking and finding so until you receive you do not stop asking you have no right in fact you have no right to stop asking until you find you have no right to stop seeking until the door until it is opened unto you you have no right to stop now so we are going to pray and ask we are going to pray and seek we are going to pray and not when i was talking i said that if you would remember i made mention that not everything is asked not everything is sought not everything is not so if you are here i trust god to minister to your heart to discern the things i to not the things to seek the things to ask i already told you that seeking has to do with when it comes to god worshiping god when it comes to god himself when it comes to knocking there are doors that god has placed in your life that serve as portal of entry to, to another side to another level in your destiny when it comes to asking it is all about the requirements you need to do something god has asked you to do so please don't knock what you are supposed to seek don't seek what you are supposed to ask don't ask what you are supposed to know so we are going to pray we are going to pray we are going to pray we are going to knock we are going to ask we are going to seek so we are lifting up prayer i don't know the the, the the things on your heart i don't know the desires on your heart tonight we are here to pray we are not here to joke if you are sleeping you better wake up wake up and pray because you did not come here to sleep we are praying we are lifting up prayer we are telling god that father as i knock 
as I ask, as I seek, I am not stopping until I receive. I am not stopping until I find. I am not stopping until it is open. So I knock. Tonight I knock. Tonight I ask. Tonight I seek. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and pray. Somebody ask. Somebody persist in asking. Persist in seeking. Persist in seeking. Persist in Ya 
in the name of Jesus. Okay, so um, please, the session is, is, is about ending very soon. So we're gonna have to um, create the link again and rejoin. So um, my father will just set the new um, link and send to us so that we can all join so that we will continue so as we wait for the link to be created and as we wait to rejoin the new link be praying still be in the spirit still be in the spirit still be in the spirit so papa please you can, you can.